Hey Jelsby. Hey Gun. All right, it's been uh, it's been like two weeks. Yes. And I've been waiting that whole time to talk about this movie that just takes a franchise and just decides to ignore all the rules about the previous one, and it's been irking me so bad, and I want to talk about it. Terminator. No, Wreck-It Ralph 2. Ralph <laughs> breaks the internet. You stupid idiot. You fuck, okay, go ahead. You Go ahead. All right. Humor me. No, you know what? All right, have you seen Wreck-It Ralph 1? Yes. All right, so you know how the entire plot of Wreck-It Ralph 1 revolves around him leaving his fucking video game? Yeah. And then everybody's like, don't do that because that makes us all, like, effectively homeless and without a job. Right. Because you left the video game and now they're going to shut the video game down. Right. <laughs> Wreck-It Ralph 2 ignores that completely and they can just freely leave the video game whenever with no consequences and just fuck around in the internet for like I assume days I, I don't know like it's time what is iffy fuck? it's enough time for Ralph to amass millions of dollars through making videos of him being a goat uh, and screaming and uh, other such fun internet things fun in 900 quotation marks uh if you didn't understand by now, I didn't think the movie was very good. Uh, it had a lot of forced internet jokes in it. Great. Um, My favorite. It's not nearly as bad as something like the Emoji movie, which is like just pure pure capitalism garbage at its finest. Mwah. But, uh, you know, it's, it's certainly not good. And uh, I think the biggest thing that contradicts itself in the movie is the end of the movie where, uh, you know... The Glitch character, not to be confused with uh, Kanye West. I am the Glitch. <laughs> she uh, decides to go live in a different game on the internet, uh, abandoning her game, which was the entire point of the first movie was not to do that. It's not just over. And now it just ignores it and just says, no, nah, that's fine. Follow your dreams. It's good. <laughs> And, like, I know it is a film for children. Yeah. But if it insults my intelligence, I have, like, probably comparable intelligence to a children. (laughs) (laughs) So, obviously, it had to insult their intelligence, too, right? Like, if they had seen the previous movie, they'd know. Yeah. You know what I mean? You are a children. The villain of the first movie is someone who switches games. And then kicks that glitch character out of her own game. And then she just leaves that fucking game <laughs> to go in another game. Whatever. It's fine. The cycle repeats itself. Yep. And also it was just like, I don't know. That I could like ignore. But the fact that it just was so uncreative, at least comparatively to the first one. Like I think the the way they were able to do video game classic arcade game specifically based jokes was way more creative than just like way that's twitter whoa that's instagram oh that's facebook don't go to that website that's 4chan don't go there please don't go there oh no oh no (laughs) oh no what have we done ralph (laughs) like it's just, I don't know. It just seemed very uncreative on that front. Yeah, uh, uh, I'm going to bury Wreck-It Ralph in a hole in the backyard. Uh, very good. I, I would appreciate it if you did. <laughs> I didn't even like the first one too much. 
I mean, it was fun. It was okay, I guess. It's it's not my favorite Disney. I mean, I just I liked the idea of the world. It's a very Toy Story esque idea. Like, what do the arcade games do when you're not around? That's fun, I guess. But this is just like, wow, what happens on the internet? I'm like, I don't. What do you mean? <laughs> what is this question? No, I, I feel like Wreck-It Ralph when, when I watched it many years ago. It just felt like, felt like, oh wow, look, hey guys, that's Sonic. Oh man, it's Sonic, guys, look. And it's like, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't. That care. happens a couple times in this movie. He just shows up and says, you know, whoa, that's the internet. I've heard about that. And it was like, it's just like, get out of here, Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> Sonic, what are you even doing in this arcade? What arcade game is Sonic in? Uh, Sonic the Fighters. Get the fuck out of here, Sonic. Your game sucks. <laughs> At least on the arcade. Like, what, what are you even doing here, buddy? I have actually no idea what kind of arcade. That's what. Yeah, he always seemed a little out of place. Like I get that they go to Root Beer Tapper and Burger Time and shit like that. That makes sense. And then like you could have the Dig Dug guy and you could have Pac Man. That all makes sense. Those are arcade games. Sonic doesn't really have a good component. He's just there because he's a video game character and Sega gave him the money. So like I. mm, All right. Yeah. Fuck it. All right. Does uh. Does Ralph visit the internet and then come out and is part of the alt-right? <laughs> By accident? Oh, yeah, sure. I assume. That's the plot of the third one, Ralph. Accident. He watches a PewDiePie film. <laughs> yeah, he, he, yeah, he went to the YouTubes. And, no, uh, he does become a viral sensation. Uh, oh, yeah, so he is definitely a... But he does so extremely easily. Like, he makes enough money off of, I assume, like, YouTube. They don't say it by name, but I assume YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, He makes enough money to buy... Like, the whole plot is they need to buy a steering wheel for a broke game in the arcade or else the machine will get shut down. And because they don't know how eBay works, they bid too much on it, and then they got to get enough money to bid that. And it's like, like, I want to say, like, multiple hundreds of thousands of dollars that they bid on it just because they didn't know how it works so they have to buy that and ralph makes more than enough to buy that in the span of like i want to say hours (laughs) just by making videos that become viral and i'm like that's not how internet work (laughs) that's not how it works you don't just also he's not a person no (laughs) so how does he make videos that appear for people and how, how do people just like go like oh yeah that's Wreck-It Ralph and I'm like Wreck-It Ralph's not a person <laughs> where, where do they the where AI does is making videos Skynet is online we are all going to die where, where does uh, where does YouTube mail the checks to I uh, mm-hmm. yeah I don't <laughs> know how they like buy anything as video game characters it doesn't make any sense to me all right, so let me get this straight. I'm gonna I'm gonna break this all down for you. All right, that's fine. We gotta end this intro. Yeah, somehow. yeah, yeah. All right, so the plot of Wreck-It Ralph two is uh-huh. good old Wreck-It Ralph yeah. goes to the internet, right? Yeah. And yeah. then he gets on YouTube, becomes a YouTuber, and becomes a alt-right neo-Nazi. That would be a better plot than what the plot is, which is contradicting the first plot. At least that like would be surprising in an interesting way. And by interesting, I mean I would not watch it. You have multiple. But still. Did, did Wreck-It Ralph have multiple controversies where the Wall Street Journal did reporting on him, and then uh, <laughs> and then everybody You're really was trying to make Wreck-It Ralph then, uh, Wreck-It PewDiePie over here. Uh, what? Yeah. Why would I do that? And then all they did was go. He does all become he the bad guy. All at I the did end. was good. I mean, like, sort of a virus copies his insecurities, which is one of the only funny parts of the entire movie. Because it's 
a virus that's supposed to copy insecurities in the game, but Ralph is a game, so it copies his actual personality-wise insecurities <laughs> and becomes a giant monster Ralph thing. No. But uh, that's about that's about it. I don't know. There was an attempt to tell a deeper story there about how, like, this character doesn't want to let his friend go be in something else even though that's probably like what's right to do even though it directly contradicts the first movie but at the same time he goes out of his way to create a situation that makes everything worse and everything terrible because he's an insecure asshole which like much like life is pretty standard actually disney protagonist yeah progression like you got woody in toy story one you got good old kachow in in cars one they start (laughs) out they start out as assholes and then gradually throughout the course of the movie they you know see world from a different the world from a different perspective the problem is this is wreck it ralph 2 so you'd think he would have learned like lessons and grown and become smarter but it that it kind of makes it seem like he got worse which is a weird way to go for your film (laughs) in any film i think regardless of whether it's uh targeted for kids or not which i think is a lazy excuse to any bad writing anyway that's ah, for kids who fucking cares kids aren't stupid kids know when something's shit so what you're saying is <laughs> record ralph is a neo-nazi <laughs> does that what does that what i heard is that correct? i don't know i haven't read the script for record ralph 3 yet i don't know maybe I'm going to take that as a yes. Good evening, everybody, and... Genhart, welcome to the Gen and Chubb show. <laughs> Am I not part of everybody? Am no, I absolutely not. You are you are a different being. That's Gen. Hi, I'm the the all supreme. Being, I'm Chubb. And <laughs> welcome to the show. Sorry, we've been absent for a week. Uh, we are. You probably noticed we sound a little different. We are on a new soundboard. Ours, our old one, uh, took a big old poopy do. Is gone. It's been gone. That's what you get when you use technology from the wild west. It was like 13 years old. Yeah. <laughs> So now we got a new one. But hey, what are you going to do? That was t- free technology. This was pay-for technology. Thanks to uh, Big thanks to Corey from, from my other podcast, Football After Dark, for thanks, uh, helping Corey. supply it. it you, you saved us from uh, weeks of anguish. Yeah, but as a result, we had to watch two another Terminator movie, and then we got to talk about both today. Ugh. And that's going to hurt. God, just... Oh my God, these are terrible movies. But we'll get to that later. First of all, get hard. Talk about Crash Team Racing. Wow, what are you going to just cut to the chase, man? What, me? Why would I ever do that? That has like been that? what I've been playing a lot of recently. What? I bought the Crash Racing. It's really good. Uh, I really thought it was going to play differently. I, I don't know what I was expecting because I've never really played the original or any of the further sequels in the line of that series. But I'm so used to Mario Kart. Over all the years, and other kart racers just do their best to copy Mario Kart. And Crash does in a lot of areas, but at the same time, like the core mechanics of how the game is played are very different. Uh, the drift mechanics are very different, and you have to kind of like 
time and tap L1 and R1 in very specific ways with visual cues to really do good. And uh, speaking of doing good, I am not. I think I'm pretty competent at the game by now, now that I've learned how it works, but online is a nightmare. I'm sure you just get destroyed. I, I don't finish higher than sixth, usually, and there's only eight people playing at a time. It's, it's fucking crazy. And I think it's that's just because, I mean, it it's good and it's bad. It's good that there's a large online community for the game, because the game promotes playing online by just giving you more in-game currency by playing online. Uh-huh. And by having this new online event that has a lot of stuff that you got to grind out online games to do. And you uh, get more. Uh, the second online currency by playing. You get more of that by playing online as well. So it's real fun. Uh, right now they're doing a month-long, I think, event. Where there's a new track and there's new carts and there's new characters. And all of them are like... <laughs> All of them are like waifu bandicoots, and it's very uncomfortable to me. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. It, it's all the like, uh... and also like you have to play as them to get more like nitro, which is the secondary currency. So you got to play as them and use like the carts and stuff you unlock from the events. So, like online is just is just those characters just right now. Just taking a one way street to waifu town. Yeah, it just looks like <laughs> bandicoot waifu town. Yeah. Oh God. It's Bandicoot heroines up in this bitch. <laughs> it's it's a lot. I just want to play as Ripperoo, man. He's, a, he's a, I can't though. I gotta play as like Asian pop sensation Bandicoot. Like I don't know, man. What is this shit? <laughs> but but the next couple events are gonna be much in the same vein where they add different characters. And I'm more into what they're going to uh, come out with down the line here. We're getting, like, a little baby T-Rex. I can't wait for that shit. Oh, that's going to be uh, fun. We're getting Spyro the fucking dragon and a couple Spyro characters as well, I think. That's so that'll fun. be fun. I'm looking forward to that immensely. Is it just going to be, like, Activision's Mario Kart? Or are they going to, like, add Call of Duty guy? Oh, hell yeah. Give me the Call of Duty cup with, like, Crash Bandicoot and, like war-torn d-day just going whoa <laughs> <laughs> it's the fucking the nazi fire is raining down and just fucking whoa i can't wait give me that shit <laughs> yeah the, the call of duty soldier man whoever they pick uh goes through one of the boxes and he gets a gun yeah dude just starts just start just shooting. shooting them yeah mm-hmm that'd be good <laughs> i mean maybe maybe playstation should look into that as a I mean, I know this isn't just a PlayStation game, but I was thinking about PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale today. Oh, man. And how that sucks. Yeah. Uh, but maybe they should make a racing game, because fuck it. It'd be fun. Nintendo has yet to make Smash Kart, and I think that's what they should do next. Because they so already just threw Isabelle and Link in, in Mario Kart. So they should just throw everybody into Mario Kart. They can still call it Mario Kart. Just. I mean, yeah, I guess. That's fine, just... Just put, like, everybody in it. Like, put Samus in it. It's one of the things I really liked about the Sega Kart Racer is that it's just... It's not just Sonic. It's everybody. Although their current one is just Sonic. And as a result, it's less interesting to me. Because I really like the fact that you get, like, a House of the Dead stage. Jet Set Radio stages. Crazy Taxi. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, football Manager. <laughs> you know, all the classics are here. <laughs> <laughs> and also, they have uh, a lot of uh, weird random guest characters. And then that... uh. That one, uh, what what the hell is it even called? Sonic and Sega 
All Stars Racing. racing yeah. Sonic Transform. and Sega All Stars Racing Transform. Transform is the good one. Yeah. I mean, they're both good, but that one on PC you could play as Team Fortress 2, and that's the best. That's awesome. It, uh, it's a different character controlling uh, each like vehicle type as they transform. I forget what they all are, but I think it's like Pyro Heavy and uh, the one with the glasses, that type. Imagine a... Uh, Medic or whatever. Imagine the next Mario Kart coming out and having like a bunch, a bunch of cool guest characters in it, like Banjo... I mean, like, Who make, should be g- give it. me it. Just make Diddy Kong Racing 2, to be honest. Yeah, that would be hype. That'd be hype as fuck. Bring it back. Put Conker in it, but keep him swear word Conker. Just censor Game him. Game rated out. <laughs> we went with two different be like, be like the It'd be like the clown character in Thimbleweed Park, where he just fucking... Oh, yeah, just, just like... Just always swearing and just censored. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> well, we haven't yet to beat that game. What the hell are we doing? Yeah, we just haven't had time. Yeah. It's a long game. Longer very, than I thought. Very long, actually, yeah. I've been mainly playing that and just, uh, you know, a dumb game here or there. Crap on uh, the PS1 classic and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looking around. Because those are cheap now. And now they're selling well. It's almost like Sony planned it. It's almost like it's they possible. couldn't they couldn't sell them, so now they're just dumping inventory yeah, but real cheap. Well, maybe. Make some kind of money off or of it. Or they wanted it to appear... Maybe they set that price point. I'm getting conspiratorial. Yeah, this, but, uh, is, this is totally incorrect, but go ahead. <laughs> they set that price point so that people would initially balk at it. And now they're selling it for 20 and people are like, oh, that's a good deal. Whereas they probably could have just sold it for 20 from the get-go. Now, they're making little to no money off of selling it for $25. They, they're, they're just trying to dump inventory now because nobody liked it. Oh, I'm sorry. Are you a corporate apologist, Justin? I'm just telling what they're doing. That's, that's how that happens. They thought they could do the, the NES, NES, NES Classic thing, but then they did a horrible job. Why can't you be conspiratorial with me about the video game companies? Why can't you just say they will expect the worst? <laughs> Why can't you just expect the worst with me is what I'm trying I mean, to say. I'm expecting the, I mean, that is the worst as far as like a company goes. Right. The worst is that your product doesn't sell, and now you have to basically sell it at or under cost just to get the inventory out and get some kind of money out of it. <laughs> yeah, that's much more likely. But they yeah. should make the PS3 classic, and it costs as much as the PS3 did when it first came out. 599 US dollars? Yep. Fuck yeah, dude! Yeah! <laughs> yes! Now that's, yes! Now that's a true bargain. <laughs> oh, costs as much as the PS5 at launch. <laughs> Let's go! Fuck. I'm just assuming. Have you been playing anything recently? Yeah, there's a couple things. Uh, Apex Legends Season 2 started. I'm big on that Apex shit. and love that game. Started playing that. Added some really cool stuff. They had. I now have found a character in that game that I love and will play forever. That's the new character, Watson. I think she's oh, fucking from fantastic. Overwatch. What? <laughs> Never mind. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no! That's Winston, I'm thinking. Yeah, that's Winston, the big gorilla man. So that's not a big gorilla in the game? No. Okay. Well, Win- yeah, Winston's the big gorilla in Overwatch. Yeah. Watson is this tiny French girl. So, no. No. Completely different. When's the big gorilla coming out in Apex? What the fuck? Game's not even worth playing. I mean, yeah. There needs to be a big gorilla. I, that's that's Gibraltar. He's basically <laughs> a big gorilla. Wow, okay. Big oh. boy, big boy. No, I actually, I'm, I'm being a shit. I like most of the characters in Apex. They're interesting looking, uh, as far as that goes. They're all cool. Yeah, all the characters have really cool personalities, stuff like that. Watson adds to that. Yeah. She's a... She's a her lore is like she's the the daughter of the person who like invented the arena that you play in, in Apex, and she knows. And then like, but her whole thing is like technology based, where she interacts with like electricity stuff. 
So what she does is she puts up these electrical barriers, their main ability. She puts up these big electrical barriers you can set anywhere. And uh, an enemy's pass through them, it, it, like, it distorts their vision and slows them down. So the idea is you can, like, lock down a location with these, and then you can, you know, if enemies pop into it, and just kind of, like, run inside a door, and then they get hit by that thing, you get a really pretty distinct van advantage on them. But it also means you're not as mobile as some of the other characters in the game. Um, she has, the, her, her second ability is she puts up the, this big, like, spinning machine thing that, uh, Makes your abilities come up faster, uh, helps regen people's shields, which is important, and also uh, there's there's a lot of like thro like throwable explosive things in the game, like grenades and stuff like that. Yeah. And if you're standing in in the specific area of this this object that she makes, it blocks those, which is also really huh. cool. So her whole character's perspective is to hunker down at a location and beef it up, and then defend. Okay. Which is kind of, uh, it's very interesting because the nature of the last season of Apex has been very much more aggressive and fast. And she's like a defensive-ish Right, and she, when you're playing with her on your team, you slow down. Okay. Which okay. which make, makes a more interesting dynamic. Does it make a lot of players frustrated? Uh, Considering really. she plays completely differently, so maybe people don't know how to fight against it. At first, it was a. It, I was like destroying people with her because they okay. weren't thinking to look for her traps. And I was wondering. It sounded like something that people would bitch about. Yeah, now I'm sure people have. Apex does a very good job of like keeping at least the characters as they are. Like none of them are overpowered, really. Okay. As far as their abilities go, uh, they they all have their own distinct uses and and ways to counter them. Uh, for Watson, you can shoot her her buildings and tear them down. Oh, so okay. the idea is you sit outside of Fortnite. Like, yeah. So if you notice where her where her shit is, there's specific spots you could shoot. Like these little nodes at the bottom of her fences, and you could shoot them, and then they'll fall apart. And the same thing with her big ultimate ability: you shoot that thing, you could tear it apart. Okay. So the idea. So in order to counter her, you have to just attack her from the outside and attack her foundation before you move in. Hmm, it's kind of the way to counter her. That's and different. It kind of loops together. Yeah, it's really cool. I, sh I think she yeah. has a really neat aesthetic, and uh, I like the way she plays. I like being able to set stuff up like that. I've gotten good at like doing it really quickly. It's so, like an early game when like people are running around just trying to find loot and starting to shoot each other. I'll like fence off like an area where somebody's about to run, and they'll just run through it, and I can kill them quick. Oh, well, there you go. I'm just just learning how to do stuff with her, but I, I love her. She's so much fun. Uh, they completely, they did, like, the Fortnite thing where they changed up the map. They, like, oh. tore down a couple locations, put some new ones in. Well, as long as they don't do that as frequently as Fortnite. They do it. not. It's only going to be, like, once every three months. I realize that that makes the game uh, not have that staying power that Fortnite is seemingly has. Um, yeah, I, it, it, it doesn't... It's still limited, I think. I, I, don't, I don't see Fortnite as lasting terribly much longer. No. Just it, because it seems that way. It's just the, the whole... I think the whole uh, mystique of it's going to run out eventually. Um, I like Apex better just because I like the way it plays better. Yeah. And uh, I don't need I don't need new content that frequently. I I enjoy like the thing about battle royales is they're different enough from game to game. Yeah. That you don't like necessarily need a bunch of content all the time. It's nice to get like like Apex just drips you new content every once in a while. Or, like, what they did here. Like, every three months, you just kind of dump a bunch of shit on you, and you get time to, like, really play it out and feel it out. 
It was really cool, and their mechanics are were better than Fortnite's. That's why they stole them. <laughs> yeah. So, you know. Hey, that happens with, like, everything, really. Yeah. Um, like, it was, like, two weeks after Apex came out, they stole the revive mechanic. Makes sense. <laughs> makes sense. Like, Jesus. Mm. Did not take long. At least uh, they kept Apex secret so that they couldn't steal it before it fucking came out. Right. Like, uh... I don't know. What, what am I trying to think? Like, MMOs kind of do sometimes. Yeah. Specifically, like, Warcraft can do that a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're they're really good at doing that. Well, yeah, if you have a bunch of people employed at a company who you're crunching all the time, you can pump shit out real fast. That's what Epic does. <laughs> Yay! And the reason we don't get as much content from Apex is Respawn was specifically like, oh, yeah, we only We're make everybody... Everybody yeah. only works 40-hour weeks. We won't go over. If that means less content, oh, well. Bless the Lord. Make that the standard. Fuck off, I love Respawn. Game. They're awesome. Yeah. I'm, I love Apex. I'm excited for Jedi Fallen Order when it comes out later this year. Now that I learned that it's a Metroid game, <laughs> <laughs> now I'm like, oh, okay. Hey, it could also be a Banjo Kazooie game. We don't know yet. That's that's. You gotta it. learn moves from bottles, and then you gotta go back to the other planets. I mean levels, and then you get you go through the other areas that you couldn't go through before. You gotta go learn how to do the running shoes. Then you can go race Boggy on the planet Hoth. That's how it's going to work. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I, uh, I actually, uh, I just beat Banjo yeah. last night. Again. Mm-hmm. Of course you did. <laughs> I'm not surprised. It's still a good game. Surprise. Uh, I can't really say anything. I'm saying that as I, like, I'm playing, uh, I'm actually playing the Super Metroid, uh, Link to the Past randomizer again. A lot. Yeah. Which, I mean, I can't it's get It's interesting randomizer. It, it's, it's two of my favorite games of all time, like, in a randomizer, which is one of the coolest things, I think, ever. Yeah. It's kind of paired together. I can't mm-hmm. stop playing it. That's never going to happen for me, because I don't see how you can make a Resident Evil 4 Banjo-Kazooie randomizer. Yeah, they're just, like, not <laughs> applicable to that. The only thing you can do in Resident Evil 4 is randomize enemies and weapons. Yeah, I guess. It's not as interesting as the other Resident Evil ones that I've seen, like, what you could potentially do, because no right. one has made one. I'm just saying, like... Well, yeah, the, the nice ones thing about for, like Resident Evil One and Two are like really interesting. Yeah, because those are take place in one location. Yeah, so, and, and you do a lot of back and forth thing, much like a Metroid game, where that that makes it more possible to do. But Resident Evil Four is fairly linear. It's very linear. Yeah, so yeah. it's it's very hard to do something like that with. There is Metroidvania elements, but it's very minor. It's more like you just like oh, you're back in the village again. Go to that door that you didn't go through the last time because it was right. locked. Now it's not. And then that's about it. Yeah, like, that's that's like very surface level. Yeah, it's it's basic. Yeah. In terms of that, it's more of like an arcadey game, I guess, if you want to say that, because very simple shooting mechanics, and that's what you're mainly gonna do. Yeah. In that game, there is a Mario sixty four randomizer, and we're going to play it. And oh, I'm talk excited about it. Probably next that. week, we'll talk about I it. I love sixty four almost as much as I love Banjo Kazooie. Uh, maybe because they're very similar games. Yeah. Who would have thunk? Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll mm. talk about that report. It looks like it looks like complete fucking chaos. Oh, I do want to talk about something with Banjo Kazooie specifically on Xbox. Okay. Because uh, I didn't know that they fucking did this. So, uh, are you familiar with Stop and Swap? No. Um. So if you don't know, Stop and Swap was something that Rareware tried to do back in 1998 because uh, I, some people at Rare were like, "Hey, we figured out that like data from the cartridge stays in the N64 for a bit." So, like, you could theoretically put, take the cartridge out, put another cartridge in, and the data is still in. So it's like transferring a save file way back in 1998. Right. Uh, 
So, like, I don't know, maybe be akin to, like, now, Think of, I'm trying to think of an example. Like, you're saved from The Walking Dead Season 1, all your choices, transfers to Season 2. Yeah, like Mass Effect. Sure, yeah, that's a better example. <laughs> and they were like, cool, we're going to put in a mechanic in Banjo-Kazooie where there's all these secret items you get through putting in secret codes. And then you can go pick up those items. And we're going to tease them at the end of the game. If you get 100 jigsaw pieces, Mumbo comes out and he shows you some pictures with uh two eggs and an ice key and he's like they're they're all like how do you fucking get those and he's like find out in the next one banjo tui so they fucked up by teasing this because then nintendo was like yeah that's not gonna work buddy can't do that can't do that at all it's not gonna work and they were like fuck (laughs) so they had to take that feature out stop and swap they had a mechanic in Banjo-Tooie to let you get those still. Uh, there's actual physical Banjo-Kazooie cartridges in Banjo-Tooie that you can destroy. <laughs> they, got, <laughs> they got eyeballs on top of them and everything, just like everything in the Banjo games do. And you, you get the item from the cartridge, like the ice key and the two eggs. And then you could do stuff with them in the game. But what was originally supposed to happen was you're supposed to transfer them from game to game. Now with, I mean, I guess 10 years ago, not now, but uh, they decided to actually give a feature to this game where it can transfer to Banjo-Kazooie nuts and bolts if you get those items. So what you have to do now is have a save file from either Banjo-Tooie or nuts and bolts on your hard drive and then play Banjo-Kazooie, and then those areas will be open to you. Whereas before, you had to put in a secret code. Now you don't. They'll just be open as long as you have a save file from one of the sequels. But specifically, it does stuff in Banjo-Kazooie nuts and bolts. I don't know what it does. Probably something stupid because it's Banjo-Kazooie nuts and bolts. Right. But then that that led to them changing all of the dialogue at the end of the game to them talking about Banjo-Kazooie nuts and bolts. That's they weird. changed all the dialogue and to specifically mention that you can use these items in Banjo-Kazooie nuts and bolts. And then they actually went out of their way because originally they were talking about Banjo-Tooie and the game wasn't even out yet. So I could forgive Rareware for hyping up Banjo-Tooie and saying that it, like, basically the quote is saying that it made Banjo-Kazooie look like shit. They don't say that, but that's like kind of the joking quote they do. But now they say it's Banjo-Kazooie nuts and bolts makes Banjo-Kazooie look like shit. Yeah, that doesn't fly. (laughs) Which, I don't know about you, but I... I, That offends me. (laughs) 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 On a base level. I'm sure it offends a lot of the fans of Banjo-Kazooie out there that they would fucking do this. But it's a minor detail. I was just like, what the fuck, when I was reading it and seeing it happen. It was very bizarre. Yeah, it's strange. I, uh, yeah. I guess they have to make some kind of way to make it work, but I'll like, get, uh, I'll get back to you, the podcast, uh, when I find out what they do. I bet it just gives you, like, a fucking, I don't know, you could put a dick on your car and Banjo-Kazooie <laughs> nuts and bolts. I don't know. You could put truck nuts on your car. Yeah, truck nuts. <laughs> Yosemite, Everybody wants some fucking truck. Yosemite Sam mud flaps. Let's go, oh. fam. Oh. <laughs> Secret oh, items. God. Jesus. Uh, oh, somebody save me. Uh, anyway, is there anything else you want to talk about? No, you could go ahead and talk about The Walking Dead. All right, look, 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 Mister. You, I see your eyes glazing over already. I mean, I this is, no, I'm, I'm not talking about the fucking show right, this, this week. You fuck off. I'll talk about the show I'm, in a I'm couple still, weeks. I'm still, I still move to chill position. To spoil what I would talk about as far as Fear the Walking Dead goes, it's bad this season. 
That's about it. (laughs) That's all I would say. It's been very, 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 very terrible. Anyway, uh, opposite of which, the Walking Dead comic ended, which is fucking weird in multiple ways. For one thing, he didn't. Kirkman, the writer, didn't tell anyone it was ending and just had it be a surprise. He even, uh, if you don't know, like for comic books. They release uh, solicits for, like, shops to order, and they have covers in place, like, way ahead of time. He had fake covers made by the artist for issues 194 and 195, even though 193 was the final issue, just to conceal the surprise and to make people think it was going to continue after 193. So there was no indication that 193 was the final issue. You just get to the end and you find that out. Although I guess, like, the nature of the final issue, you'll know it's the final issue as soon as you fucking start it. Right. I mean, maybe not. Maybe you would just think it's... I don't know. I don't want to get into specifics because, A, you haven't read it. Yes. And, B, I don't want to spoil it because... I guess even knowing it's the ending is sort of a spoiler, but it's been all over the fucking internet, so it's kind of hard to avoid. It's kind of, uh, I was kind of, like, salty about it at first because I didn't know it was ending until, like, it was happening. And then I was kind of just, like, I really wanted the promise of something to happen that he's been talking about for years as a potential thing and a potential way this story could go that decidedly does not happen because it ends as soon as something specific happens. I'm trying to be vague and it's hard. (laughs) I'll say this. I'll say this. Uh... The ending is very good. I like it a lot. This series as a whole is one of my absolute favorites from now until the end of time now. I'm glad it has an ending and it's not just continuing onward and forever because now it focuses the story in more and makes it decidedly about two characters, Rick Grimes and Carl Grimes, which the show is decidedly not that story anymore. Spoilers for the show, those characters are missing and or dead. (laughs) So it can't be about them. The comic is, though. And I'm glad that he ended it on those terms and didn't decide to, uh, I I guess, do what the show is doing, which is just continue on and make it about uh, who cares, somebody else. Right. Daryl. Daryl Dixon. Yeehaw, buddy. He says five lines an episode. (laughs) I, I hope he's really good in Death Stranding. He got... Better even in the most recent Walking Dead season, but, like, I would still rather have Rick and Carl. Not that they weren't didn't have problems in the show as well. They were certainly badly written at times, like everyone. Yeah. I'm just saying that the story and the way it ends literally can't happen anymore in the show. Yeah. The comic ending can't happen. It sort of can, but it won't have the same impact as it was with, like, this is the ending for the two characters that you followed the most during this entire comic journey. Right. That makes more sense as a complete, cohesive story than just continuing indefinitely until people stop watching the show. So, I appreciated that aspect of it, for sure. There was there's Part of me thinks that it could have been cool to continue it, and there's part of me that hopes that we're going to maybe get, like a spinoff here or there. And cause there's certainly edges around the story that I would have appreciated more information about, particularly involving uh, Negan, not to spoil anything, but I just feel like uh, he basically hasn't been present for the last 20 issues. 
And that doesn't really change. I would have liked more information about him. And, and certain other things. But for the most part, considering it is the story of two characters specifically, it's a pretty good ending in that regard. And I liked it quite a bit. It's a really good bargain, because it's about the size of four issues for the price of one. And I hope he throws it in on the last volume in the last compendium, because I think the last time I checked it wasn't supposed to be in it. But then it's the last issue, so it kind of has was to be lying. in it. Probably was lying has like to be he in did. It. Yeah, probably yeah. was lying like he did about the other stuff. It, it's it's interesting now, because now it like follows like a good like four-act structure, as opposed to just a continuously ongoing story that has no end, like yeah. a shonen. But, um... <laughs> uh, I mean, for years, I thought it was going to end up being like that. Because comics kind of can do that forever anyway. But usually, they don't do it under the same creative team the whole time. Right. Like, you know, Spider-Man will go on forever, right? But, like, you can drop in and out and follow people's Spider-Man storylines. Yeah. So, that's a little different than The Walking Dead, which was written by Kirkman, drawn by Charlie Adlard. Well, mostly. Besides, like, the first, what, few issues? Six. Yeah. Yeah. That, that Tony Moore guy who, uh... We don't talk about him. Vastly prefer the other style. I do too, yeah. Yeah. Adlard is more noiry and it's not as well drawn, I guess. Yeah, but, but the realism kinda like threw me a bit early yeah. on. I think I prefer the uh darker shadows and, and stuff of Adlard. Yeah, definitely. For, I, I mean so. I maybe it's just because I got used to it, but I can't think of the comic any other way now. No, definitely not. I'm not saying of, that over a hundred issues later. <sighs> More, yeah. yeah, almost 200. Basically 200 issues with Charlie Adler. Yeah. Um, They didn't quite get to 200. That's one of the things that I'm like, it's what? 193, right? 193 is the last issue? Huh. But when you look at how the compendiums are divided up by like 48 issue chunks, it makes sense. The mm. last one will be 49 issues and that's it. Yeah. So that makes sense to me. And thinking of it in like a story in four acts, which like each compendium being an act <laughs> has been kind of interesting to me. Wait, because of what? The first compendium follows all the way up until the end of the prison? Yeah, and then the second one is up until basically the Negan arc happens. Yeah. It's right before it, and then the third one would be... The entire Negan arc. The entire Negan arc, and then the start of what I would consider the fourth act. It's not divided evenly. I would consider the fourth act everything from the time skip onward. Yeah. I would say. You could argue one way or the other if part of it's like a filler arc, because, like, <laughs> that's fine, but it doesn't really matter. It was fun anyway. The Whisperers is basically a filler arc, now basically, that I look at yeah. it, uh, from a distance, with the whole series as a whole in front of me, which is kind of disappointing, but it's like a really good filler arc. It gave us the good Negan moments. It it did. It was good for that. But yeah. like in terms of, like, this is the story of Rick and Carl, not a lot of Rick and Carl stuff in the Whisperer no. arc. So it's just kind of like giving us some development to get to a point where the last arc can happen, which is the Commonwealth, and that's important. And yeah. you'll, you'll understand what all that means in due time. I am actually at the start of that. Yeah. Is where I'm at. Um, I've seen a lot of people complain about it, but I've been seeing people complain about The Walking Dead for like 10 years, the comic specifically, with like, it's just not as good anymore, and just like, it should have ended after the Negan stuff and the war, and like, I could see that, but I, I think the way that it ends, it makes a lot of sense, mm -hmm. the progression of the comic, yeah, once the, you get through all of it. The I would last say. issue I read was uh, they introduced uh, a new character, this, uh, I think it's a girl. Princess? Yeah. Probably? Yeah. That's a weird character. I don't know. Yeah, she's very strange. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, then, then, but then they I think they go to the Commonwealth. I think is the end of that issue. Yeah. And then 
that's where I stopped. So I had to read basically that whole arc. I, I really liked the arc. I, I've seen some people complain that like they feel that like nothing happens in it and it's kind of like boring. But I kind of liked that it was kind of like a clash between ideals of how to run society as opposed to like a war. Right. Not to say that violent, crazy stuff doesn't happen eventually, but because uh, it always does because it's a horror comic. But I found it interesting because it was more of an advanced, like, intelligent conversation than just like, oh, well, clearly Rick in the, is the good one and the governor's the bad one. You know what I mean? Like, right. there's shades of gray there. And there's shades of, like, our society now there, which made the argument even more interesting because the Commonwealth is sort of like a modern society in real life, which is an interesting twist on it, I thought. Huh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I highly recommend that shit, and I hope you read it, and then maybe we'll do a, on a further episode, talk about it in more, in more uh, spoilery terms. Yeah. But I don't want to talk about that. Uh, in that way right now. Yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, Daryl dies. Daryl's not even in the comic. Shut up. I was about to say, like, what the fuck are you you talking about, Gethard? Daryl dies at the beginning of the apocalypse. Yes. In the comic universe. Yes, yes, he does. (laughs) I guess he has to, because he doesn't show up. Where is he at? Where's Daryl at? Oh, this sucks. Daryl's not in it. Imagine somebody watching the show and then reading the first issue of the comic and going like, where's Meryl? (laughs) Meryl? Oh, Merle. Merle, that's it. Oh, yeah. Durl Merle. Merle. <laughs> Man, his name should have been also Daryl. So there should have been Daryl and Daryl. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been great. Oh, uh, man. Which one died? Oh, the racist one. Yeah. Oh. One of the better characters that show has had, actually. Oh, uh, Michael Rooker is fun to watch. I, I, I just, He's I just a great he was, actor. Uh, He's just fun. Yeah. I miss when Yondu was on The Walking Dead, dude. That was fun. <laughs> anyway. Uh, is, it, is, it, is it Terminator time? Uh, is, it, is it Terminator time? Uh, I guess. Uh, <laughs> oh, so here's the God. thing. We got to get... We gotta get through uh, two really bad Terminator reboots, sequels, reboot quals, yeah, remakes, prequels, Reboots, requels, Reba, Reefer, <laughs> Reefer Madness, <laughs> Sequel. <laughs> yeah, sure. Well, because here's the interesting thing that you could argue about with Terminator Salvation, Chesby, uh-huh. just to start. Yeah. Is it a sequel or is it a prequel if you go galaxy brain with what I'm saying? Uh, I. Because you know what I mean, right? Yeah. Because this is the origin of, like, certain characters like Kyle Reese, for example, who is a man and then dies in Terminator 1, right? Yeah. So prequel, but then sequel because happens after, but then prequel because happens before because time travel? Do you see what I'm getting at? It's Uh confusing and stupid, isn't it? It it, is. It doesn't make any sense. Oh, just wait till we get to Genesis. Then it'll really not make sense. Uh, what the fuck was Terminator Salvation about? It's been like two weeks since I've watched or cared about that movie. The movie kicks off. Mm It starts in 2003. Yeah. In what is called the Longview State Correctional Facility. I brought notes this time. Did you? Yes. 
That's cool. I brought Wikipedia articles. That's close enough. That's the same thing, really. Same energy. <laughs> Notes. Do you think I'm not on IMDb right now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you fucking oh, kidding me? All right, so we have uh, we have our our second, I guess our our main protagonist. I would movie. say this is the main character of the movie. Yeah, uh, one of my Ray. main complaints is that John Connor, even though he's I guess supposed to be the focus of this movie isn't the main character and kind of feels almost shoehorned in. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, which is weird, considering he's like the main character of the franchise. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, so we have Marcus Wright, who is a death row convict. He's played by Sam Worthless Tington. Yeah, <laughs> from the hit film <laughs> Avatar and nothing else. Oh, I think. Yeah, I think has so. he been in anything besides I, Avatar? I don't fucking know. He's probably just sitting there waiting for James Cameron to get out of the fucking submarine and make the next Avatar movie. Uh, ooh, he played Captain Alex Mason in Call of Duty Black Ops. Great. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Look at his face. He's just like he just he just exudes not giving a fuck about his life. <laughs> and that's why I guess he's okay in this movie. I, I one thing I'll give this movie that I can't really give the next one. Okay acting. Yeah, it's for the most part it's acted fine. This is a way more competent movie than Genesis. At yeah, the very that's least. for sure. Absolutely. So go on. All right, so he's a death row convict, and he's convinced by a by Doctor Serena Kogan, who's this weird doctor lady we never see again. Helena Bonham Carter. Yes. For some reason. Just just for a quick second. Just for like five minutes in this movie. Yeah, maybe even a little less. Yeah. Uh, it's asking him since he's dying anyway to donate his body towards research to a big project. Yeah. And uh, he accepts it after asking her to kiss him. Oh, yeah, that was really weird. It didn't make any sense. She kissed him, and he was like, because she's like, has cancer or something. Yeah. And he was like, so that's what death tastes like. And I'm like, fuck you, movie. I'm creeped out now. Yeah, that was really strange. So <laughs> I was uncomfortable. So right off the bat, we're uncomfortable with they, this movie. I think they just wanted to establish him as an edgy, edgy edge man. Oh, he's very much. Yeah. You just look at him and be like, that's an edge word. <clears throat> Sam Edgeworthton. And then we, uh, after he accepts that, he gets, he gets uh, terminated. And then... <laughs> I mean, I guess. I, judgment Day happened? Yeah, so you go to 2018. Judgment yeah. Day has already happened. So I guess Terminator 3 canon. I guess all of them are canon. For yes. now. For the time being, yes. Okay. So we have... Uh, we start off from 2018... No, no, we move over to 2018. We follow a little bit of John Connor as he launches a successful attack on a Skynet facility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he discovers there that Skynet's developing a powerful new Terminator model, the T-800. So this is uh, the original ones, right? The ones that Arnie is, right? Right. Yeah. During this, Marcus appears naked and with amnesia. Yeah, um... I want to get into something real quick. Spoiler, he's a Terminator, but also like a human. So he's like a hybrid kind of Terminator man. Yeah. Um... If you don't know that going into the movie, you're lucky because the trailers of the movie said this. Yeah, which kind of spoils like a big part of the movie. It spoils a lot of the movie because like you don't really find out that he's a Terminator until like a half hour, 45 minutes in. And it's supposed to be like a big twist. Like obviously there's a lot of mysteries to how he's in this time period at all and what's going on and who is this character. <laughs> right. But that's what the movie is trying to do. It doesn't want to reveal that he's a Terminator until later. 
Yeah. But if you watch the trailers, you know before you watch the movie. Which kind of ruins part of it. Earmark already. that, because I'll talk about that again in the next movie. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> so he appears, he appears, and he's kind of just navigating whatever the fuck is going on in this messed up world. He has no idea what's going on. He's a fish out of water. Yeah, he finds uh, he finds the Kyle Reese. Yes, he finds the Kyle little, Reese. Little kid Kyle Reese. Mm-hmm, little, little baby boy But Kyle he still Reese. says, come with me if you want to live. Uh, get it? Yeah, because he said that in the first one. You have to say it. That's how you know he's Kyle Reese. You ha- he has to... If you're making a Terminator, you have to say that. You have to say, I'll be back. Mm-hmm. And then you, you have to apparently be trash. And you also have to say, this is the first film in a trilogy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you also have to say that, yeah. I really want to talk about that. We'll I mean, get we'll that. get to it later on, but like, just so you know... Salvation was supposed to be the first of a trilogy, and then it was shit. So it was the first and only of this part of the Terminator franchise. Yes. Yeah. Uh, earmark that because I want to talk about uh, a canceled ending later on because it's fucking amazing. Oh boy. So once he meets Kyle Reese and they kind of start going off together, you have the Resistance. You go back to the Resistance. And they figured out they have a way to uh, turn off all of the machines. They found a device that could just fuck everything up. And so, of course, John Connor's like, yeah. Let's shout, do out, it. shout out to Michael Ironside playing the head military man. Yeah. <laughs> of course he is. That's all he can do. <laughs> That's his job as an actor. I'm military man. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> As soon as I saw him pop up on screen, I was like, of course it's fucking Oh, that's Michael that Ironside. military guy that yeah. they always get. It's, of course it's fucking yeah. Michael. Every fucking movie. Mm. Do we meet some more uh, Resistance people? His wife is not Claire Danes anymore. Yeah. Uh, Bryce Dallas Howard. Yes. Who you may recognize from a movie we may be fated to watch eventually, Jurassic World. Uh, I hope not, but Great. we'll see. Um, it'll probably be a better movie than this, at least. That probably, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I would think so. Mm. And then, uh, oh, and common, common there. Big dumb action scene while, uh, while they're while we would go back to then we're going back to uh, back to your actual main character, back to Marcus Wright, right? Terminator hybrid. Yes, mm-hmm. and he's he's fucking. Oh fucking yeah, this around with, this scene takes forever. Yeah, yeah, he's fucking around with Kyle Reese, and they have like this scene with where they're fucking with a car, and they're, they're they listen to Alice in ex- Chains or yeah. Guns and Roses or something. It's Alice in Chains, but they there's some exposition going on. They they would say oh, campfire, and then they find this car, and they fix the car up, and then that starts playing. There's a little girl with them. They call Star, who's yes. never mentioned again in this mm-hmm. franchise. Yeah, he's just there for this <laughs> That's movie. That's all you I need guess. to know. Yeah, sure. Guess she dies eventually then oops yeah so they get attacked by machines they escape together in this jeep mm-hmm. and then uh they get attacked again except there's like big machine they get attacked at like an encampment of yeah survivors who like want to kick them out but then they don't but yes. then they kind of do because terminators happen yeah big giant mech transformer sized terminators yeah, happen. very, very strange. Yeah. They're made to apparently gather up humans. It's yeah. it's something that kind of, like, frustrates me sometimes when, like, 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 I don't know, let me say Rogue One as an example. Yeah. They have all these, like, crazy fucking advanced new ideas for, like, the tech that the Empire has because you have to have new shit in the movie. But then, like, 
that's supposed to take place before New Hope, and then it contradicts itself. You know what I mean? Because, like, right. why didn't they use all that shit? <laughs> this is kind of, like, how I feel about this, where, like, you establish that they have these giant fucking, like, what if they sent the giant Terminator mech back to 1984? <laughs> and it just leveled entire cities to kill Sarah Connor. <laughs> Would that be more effective? Than, like, the apparently more advanced Arnold Schwarzenegger, man? I don't know. It's kind of a weird thing to establish that there's literally just bigger, stronger Terminator machine monsters. Yeah. But then the ones we're supposed to be scared of are the humanoid ones. Right. Oh, I don't know. It's it's, it's very weird. Yeah. But they end up uh, getting... The, the good old Kyle Reese ends up getting captured, right? This. Yeah, it scoops yeah. them all up except Marcus, basically. Right. And then, uh, yeah. yeah. And, like, holds them inside its robot stomach instead of killing them. Right. And then, uh... I guess. Yeah. Marcus decides to go after him, but mm-hmm. on the way, he uh, saves a girl named Blair Williams from a bunch of people who are about to do bad things to her. Uh, yeah, she's it. played by an actress with a weird name. Uh, Moon Bloodgood. Huh. I just wanted to mention that because that's a weird thing. She did pretty good. She's okay. Um, apparently, one of the things they cut from this movie is a scene where she naked, and uh, that's that helped them secure a PG thirteen rating. Apparently, the only mm-hmm. things keeping them from being PG thirteen were one scene with blood in it, one scene and with titties. Thing. Yep. And I guess Sounds like you America. Know, it's something that a lot of people bitched about when this movie came out. They're like, "Oh, Terminator is supposed to be R-rated franchise. Why is this PG-13?" Like, that's the least of your fucking problems. Like, come on now, it's fine. So Blair Williams uh, convinces Marcus that he should meet John Connor so they can, yeah. they can do a little talky talk. Who I think he heard of before from Kyle Reese because yes. they they listen to his like uh, they listen to a radio broadcast. They listen to his fireside chats on the AM radio. <laughs> yes, you know, yeah. <laughs> oh god yeah he just like turns on the radio and goes like hey, it's, it's yeah no christian John bale Connor. gotta turn on the radio sometimes and go like you know this is john connor <laughs> <laughs> we if you're listening to this we all of us collectively are the resistance he kind of does that gravelly batman voice in this he i know does, sort of. it was around the same era so maybe he just forgot to not do that <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he was just actually that mad and edgy on set. Actually, no, that's actually just proven. Yeah, actually. he was just mad and edgy on set. Y'all remember. Y'all remember when he yell a bunch? Mm-hmm, that, that's that a more a... interesting thing than the entire movie. Which we'll get to. Yeah, oh, sure. I'm happy Yeah, we'll, to get we'll, to we'll, that. we'll talk to that. we got to get through the rest of this plot first. No, nah, we don't. So, so then Marcus, uh, on the way there, ends up stepping on a mine on accident, and he gets taken It's magnetized, meaning he is proven robot. Right. But then also proven robot by the fact that his robot skeleton is hanging out when they do surgery on him. Right. <laughs> so then they got him, like, hung up like Jesus Christ because imagery... And uh, they're just, like, going, like, you're a Terminator, fuck you. And he's like, I'm not. And they're like, look down. And he does, and he's like, ah! It has a crisis in his head, I assume. Because he didn't think he was a Terminator this whole time. Yes. Um, so then you have uh, you have a scene where John Connor's like, he's a machine, we gotta kill him. Yeah. And then Common's like, yeah, I agree. Common's in this <laughs> yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, for a little bit. <laughs> 
Common just shows up in movies. Dude, I don't I'm, know I'm, what the I'm fuck. okay with it. I'm okay with Common showing up. All of a sudden, he's in John Wick 2. There he is. What is Common doing here? All right, whatever. That's Common fine. was great in John Wick 2. He was. That's the best role that I've seen him in in a long time. It's way better than Common in uh, Suicide Squad. Oh, God, yeah. Jesus. Anybody in Suicide Squad. Fuck, God, fuck me. Sorry we had to stop the podcast to salute Matt Dustman. Yeah. <laughs> trying to not make noise, but alright. We made noise for you, bud. Because we can edit it out or choose not to. I don't care. Um, <laughs> I can't wait to listen to this on the podcast. You, 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 you got oh, Now you have to edit it out. Fuck that. Oh, uh, <laughs> big rip. Sorry. <laughs> Goodbye, Matt. Bye, Matt. Alright, so where were we at? Uh, so now we have John Connor being all gravelly and upset like he is on set. And <laughs> talk about how he has, to, he has to get rid of Marcus because he's a get machine. Get the fuck off the set! Sorry, that was my Christian Bale impression. <laughs> you ever been on a fucking movie before? <laughs> I love it. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, so he, uh, I don't know. He has like a crisis because uh, uh, Mooney Bloody Good uh, doesn't want to kill him because she's in love with him, I guess. Um, either that or she just doesn't think he's... He thinks he's more man than machine. Yeah, but that, that's what that's what kind of her perspective on it. Yeah, but also there's like a weird forced romance angle to it that uh, is unnecessary. I'm glad they don't like go any further than this though. Terminator series has been pretty good at that actually as a whole, as not like letting the uh, forced romance plot overtake the actual plot. The only time it kind of does is I guess the first one, and that one makes a little more sense than it would in any of the other ones. So that's fine, I guess. Right. I'm not saying you can't, you shouldn't, because you can. I just don't trust any of these people that have ever worked on Terminator to write a good one. No, no, absolutely <laughs> not. Fuck no. You have good old Blair Williams helps break Marcus out. Yeah. And you get a little chase scene between our two main characters, I guess. John trying to kill him. Yeah, John trying to chase him down, and kill him. Uh, they go into water, and there's like some Terminator eels. Yeah, which is strange. That was some weird shit. I guess now is a good time to point out that uh, CGI is less prevalent in this movie than Genesis, which we'll get to, but it's still way more prevalent than it was in previous Terminator films. And even in Terminator 2, I think the CGI kind of has a fun quality to it. Yeah. Just because you got Goop Man Terminator, and that stuff's kind of (laughs) fun. Cheesy but fun, but it all fits in the overall package of the movie and doesn't date it too hard. I mean, I'm sure we bitched about it, but like... I think compared to crappy CGI from 2008, I'll take the fucking stiff animatronics. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Uh, I feel like that has more of a charm to it than dated CGI. And that's all I'll say about that, really. So... Marcus saves John, right? Yes, Marcus saves John from getting fucked by Eels. And then John's like, I guess I won't murder you. It's because he mentions Kyle Reese. Yes, which John knows is his dad. I need to sit, I need to make sure he's okay. And That's like, my dad. And Marcus is like, That's a fucking five year old John. <laughs> what are you talking about, dude? I also, think... he's gonna die. And then John, like, yeah. oh, go save him, please. Gotta please. save him or I don't exist. And then everything doesn't happen. Cause, yeah, standard Terminator fare. Right. So he lets him go so that he will get into that facility and then John will meet him there. John tells his boss that this is his plan and Michael Ironside is like, No! And then John's like, fuck. Okay, I'm going to do it anyway. He pulls a good Danny Glover. That's what you want to do in this situation. Yes, yes. Very <laughs> Don't much listen so. to your superiors. Fuck that shit. 
Yeah, and then you, then you go. They mount an offensive on Skynet to go get go get a little boy back. Yeah, a little boy Kyle Reese. As you do. And what ensues is a bunch of action scenes of them getting into getting into Skynet and getting the deed done. Uh, you have this kind of finalish scene where you have Arnie Terminator showing up. Oh yeah, that was fucking weird that that happened. Yeah. And then, then Marcus got to fight him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's like a weird CGI'd in Arnold Schwarzenegger Terminator. It's very strange. Very off-putting. It didn't look It's good. like they felt like they had to put him in there, but like you don't. Could have just been anything. Without know. the skin. Yeah. Apparently they considered uh, burning off the skin and it was just the robot the whole time. Which they do pretty quickly anyway. Yeah. So, like, I don't know why they didn't just fucking do it. Yeah, because it, it looked horrible. It did. So they fight, and you got a big old action action scene, and then they uh, eventually save Kyle Reese. Mm-hmm. And then, and then the movie ends with some speech about the future. The future's future is not set or whatever. <laughs> wait, wait, what are you quoting Devolver? <laughs> yeah. The future's future's future. Yeah. Um, uh, my nail fucking came off. Yeah. Uh, not the whole thing. Don't worry about it. I'm not a Terminator. Anyway, uh, you skipped the part where Marcus learns about his Skynet heritage. Oh, yeah, I what... forgot. I didn't care. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I'm just saying <laughs> that, that you skipped it, which is fine because it's skippable. <laughs> That's right, yeah. Marcus finds out that he is sent there by Skynet. Specifically to lure John Connor there so they could kill John Connor and Kyle Reese in one fell swoop. Right. It was a big ploy. And also, there was this side plot that I don't think you mentioned where they found this signal that could, like, stop Terminators dead yeah, in their I tracks. Yeah, I talked about it. Did yeah. you? Yeah, I did. Yeah, that was all ruse. And they used that signal to track where the Resistance leaders were. And they blow up Michael Ironside and his Michael Iron sub. They're dead. So John Connor, I guess, effectively at the end of this movie is the leader of the Resistance because yeah. there's no leadership left. Um, but anyway, I, I guess he just decides not to follow Skynet's orders and yes. just decides to just go help John. Because I'm human. I can do yeah, what I want. He could just decide to do that. So he do and then help John and they all escape and it's all good. But John got injured in the process. So Marcus decides to give his heart to John literally so John can live. And then so Marcus is dead. Yes. And that's how the movie ends, literally. Now, keep that in mind, because we're going to talk about what the original ending of this movie was. Oh, please hit me up. And this shit is fucking whack, and I think I would have preferred it. All right, shoot. Everything happens the same way up until they get back on the helicopter. Everyone escapes. John is too injured and dies. John Connor dies. Okay? Uh-huh. But all the characters discuss, and they're like, John Connor needs to be this larger-than-life symbol. Okay? He needs to not die. We can't have John Connor die because then Hope dies. Okay? Because he has this, like, following throughout the movie, basically. Yeah. Where people, like, just believe he's, like, a, ma- a messiah figure, basically. Yeah. So Marcus says, all right, here's what you're going to do. You're going to take John Connor's skin... And you're going to graft it onto my robot body and I'll be John Connor. Okay. Now, hang on. I know what your face says there. 
the ending ending of this ending is the fucking craziest shit. So they do that. They do the surgery to Marcus. And they draft, they graft the John Connor skin onto him. And it's Christian Bale John Connor. And he gets up. And his eyes flash red. And he shoots fucking everyone there and kills all of them. Bryce Dallas Howard, dead. Little kid Kyle Reese, dead. I assume everyone else there, common everyone, dead. He shoots all of them. And then he just like looks at the camera and that's the end of the fucking movie. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Terminators win! Fuck it! <laughs> oh my god. And they were like, it's so dark. And uh, I guess the studio had a lot of pushback on that. I'm sure. Um, now, the director, who we haven't really talked about yet, his name is MCG. Why does he go by letters instead of name? Anyway, I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> I thought you were going to give me an answer. I don't have one. <laughs> uh, I mean, MCG stands for, his name is Joseph McGinty, but I don't know why he goes by that instead of Joseph McGinty. I, yeah, I don't know. Uh, so this is a guy who, uh, I mean, he said he wanted to stick with this ending, but then decided against it because, again, this is supposed to be the first in a trilogy. Now, they wrote it individually and decided that with on that ending, and they were going to, like, just lie. Yeah. the first trilogy. But then they were like, oh, what if it actually is? And then we got to keep making movies. And I'm like, no, fuck you. You shouldn't have thought about that. Just end it like that. I don't even care. Right. Kill the franchise. Do it forever don't come back because <laughs> when you do you get the next movie we're going to talk about what else do we got for the fun fun facts here i don't know mcg is kind of like a weird director because he hasn't really done that much that i'm really interested in he did the charlie's angels movies from the 2000s those are the things he got famous for doing uh, most recently he did a movie called Rim of the World for Netflix. I haven't seen that shit, but I've sure as hell seen it advertised on my Netflix a lot. Uh, but now that I know that it's from the director of Terminator Salvation, I could give a shit. Uh, <laughs> I think something that's interesting is certainly the Christian Bale tirade. There's not a whole lot to talk about it because it wasn't like he said anything super crazy other than just fuck you. Are you just going to play the whole thing? Here's the audio. Oh, good. The dude in the green box playing this. I, I know. I love the old, old CGI shit. It's so funny. All right, we're, we're getting there. We're getting him set up. He's going to get pissed. When's he going to get pissed? Let's go. He's <laughs> flopping around in the box. It's so funny. <laughs> Please look up this video. Just look up Christian Bale Terminator Salvation Rant. <laughs> now don't just be sorry think for one fucking second that the fuck are you doing are you professional or not yes i am do i fucking walk around and rip that no shut the fuck up bruce do i want no no don't shut me up am i gonna walk around and rip your fucking lights down in the middle of a scene then why the fuck are you walking right through Oh, da 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 like this in the background. What the fuck is it with you? What don't you fucking understand? Are you going to play the whole thing, Josby? You got any fucking idea I'm about... Done. Hey, right. it's fucking distracting having somebody walking up behind Bryce... <laughs> I love him. It's so funny to me. Scene. I don't know. Give me a fucking answer. <laughs> what don't you get about it? I was looking at the light. <laughs> 
Oh, good for you. And how was it? <laughs> That's the oh, best part. Ended there. That's fine. Yeah. Oh, good for you. <laughs> I mean, like, he has a point, but he does go overboard with it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yells he... at the man. Uh, apparently, like, because he... Christian Bale kind of does, I don't want to say method acting, but he does go in. You know what I mean? Yeah, he had later apologized for it. Yeah, but, like, he's really edgy because John Connor's really edgy is really why. Yeah. <laughs> That's part of it. Um... I mean, at least he's not, you know, going full Jared Leto and mailing used condoms to people and stuff as the Joker. Yeah, that's fucked up. Uh, this is a little better that he just yelled at someone. Oh, no, he yelled at someone. Oh, no. It's whatever. I don't know. It's funny. It's really I think funny. it's funny. It's actually a really funny video. He doesn't say anything too fucking nuts. It's just all funny. Yeah. <laughs> and and his accent is the best part because it's not quite British and not quite American. So it's just like all over in, the place. Because he's in American accent mode. He's but. in American accent mode, but it starts to slip out as he becomes more Christian Bale <laughs> as it goes on. <laughs> oh, man. It's real good. It's real funny. Go watch it on YouTube. It's up there. For sure. Uh, the, the movie did not do good critically. Really? Uh, did good financially, <laughs> did okay financially. Uh, a, a good quote I like, Roger Ebert said, uh, after scrutinizing the film, I offer you my summary of the story. Guy dies, finds himself resurrected, meets others, fights. That lasts for almost two hours. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's pretty good. That's yeah. Pretty good. I think Christian Bale eventually said... That he only took the role out of spite because apparently people were, uh, th- th- he wasn't as famous as he was now. Right. Uh, I think he, they maybe even filmed this before they filmed The Dark Knight, possibly. Yes. Or around the same time. So some people were saying that he wasn't like good enough to play famous film character John Connor. And I'm like, have you what? seen the people who've played John right, Connor? Like- so he took it out of spite because of that. Because apparently they wanted him to maybe be. Who Sam Worthington ended up as. Uh, Sam Worthington, by the way, is in this movie because MCG asked James Cameron who he thought would play a good character. And James Cameron had just put him in uh, Avatar. Oh. James Cameron loves Sam Worthington. Why? I don't know. He's going to make four more movies with him. He better love him. Oh, God. <sighs> uh. Oh, God. So... Yeah, as I mentioned earlier, uh, this was supposed to be the first of a trilogy. It's not. <laughs> really? Uh, an, interesting, <laughs> an interesting thing to note with the Terminator franchise is the ownership, actually. Uh, it switches hands between 1 and 2, and 2 and 3, and 3 and 4, and 4 and 5. Yes. That's insane to me. Uh, it was a company, a company called literally T2 Pictures for T2. And then it was C2 Pictures for T3. And then it was uh, a company known as the Halicon or Halison, however you say that fucking shit. Yeah, I know. You, you know mean. what I mean. Yeah. That word. <laughs> uh, pictures for this movie. They didn't make very much else besides this. And then it gets sold off to somebody else. Maybe it's because this series is fucked. Really? And you can't make a whole lot of money off of it because it's fucked. I don't know. Maybe it's mismanagement. Maybe, maybe, maybe Who knows? Because, uh, maybe because you need to make another one after the second one? It always seems like there's big plans for it, but then nothing ever happens with it. I don't know. Because you, there is nothing else to do. 
there's nothing else to do. You're yeah. done. The yeah. future the future in the Terminator universe is not that interesting. It's I don't not. Think so. The interesting part about Terminator was these fucking goofy ass weird killing machines mm-hmm. that are also kind of terrifying in the past where people have no idea what the fuck it is with its human skin killing people and fucking shit up. All my favorite parts of 1 and 2 are things that only work because it's this weird future being interacting with stuff from the past. You know what I mean? That specific set of circumstances makes it good. Adds a level of camp to it Mm -hmm. that is actually a lot of fun. Uh, The scene where Schwarzenegger says, I'll be back, and then rams his car into the police station is fucking gold. It's hilarious. I think Uh, they they just use that line over and over again. It's horror sci-fi with an element of just the bizarre to it that I love. Yeah. And I think they kind of forgot that as they went on and tried to make them more like action. That's because Terminator 2. Terminator 2 is more action, but there's elements of horror to it. Like the T-1000, despite being kind of goofy looking, is is a scary design. Yeah, it's just a goop monster, basically. Yeah, it's hard to kill, and he does spooky shit. And, uh... That's the last time I thought one of the Terminators was actually an imposing threat. For sure. Arnie was in one. The T-1000 was in two. And after that, I haven't given a shit. Right. <laughs> Girl Terminator was whatever. The Terminators in this movie were whatever. And then we come to Genesis... Quite possibly one of the worst reboots I've ever seen in my life. One of the worst movies we've watched on Get a Job, for sure. I think it's, so. It's, it's, it's down there. I think so. It's not nearly as bad as a uh, Halloween Resurrection, mind you. Or a uh, uh, Alien vs. Predator Requiem. That is probably bottom of the barrel. That's the worst. I think that's the worst thing we've ever watched. Yeah, absolutely. Easy. On this show or otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> and we've watched some bad movies. I'm just saying that I think... I think in terms of enjoyability, I would rather watch a lot of terrible, legendary bad movies than Alien vs. Predator Requiem. Yeah. Fuck that movie forever. Speaking of fuck that movie forever, let's talk about uh, this movie. Terminator. Our second film of the evening. Terminator Genhart says starts. I have what now? You you have Genhart sis. I have Genhart sis. Yeah. Genhart cysts. Oh, oh no. no! Oh that's not no! Good. Go to the doctor, bro. Oh god! Go to the doctor, bro. Go to the doctor. I'm gonna go to the doctor and be like, "How did you get this?" And I'm like, "I watched Terminator Genesis." Oh, Please yeah, help okay, me. Yeah. That makes yeah, sense. Just yeah. like the th- just like the three hundred thousandth case. This <laughs> Are you? Do you think that many people have seen this? Come on. Yeah, about. I'd say. Actually, an interesting thing to note is uh, this movie did very poorly here. In America. But China, who boy, sold real well. As, as, it, as these movies yep. really do. <laughs> apparently, apparently, the Chinese market really likes uh, just big set-piece action movies. Yeah, that's why they go all in for them, uh, Transformer movies. Mm-hmm. Even though, like, I mean, we do as well, I guess. But it's start, sort of calmed down. Yeah, it's very much calmed and, down. And uh, they're more criticized here than they are over there, for sure. We're still Probably very same. much in the in the super in the superhero swing here. Yes. So this movie, uh, you know, it's it's it wasn't really clear to me from seeing the trailers, but in watching the movie, it's just a reboot of the whole thing. Yeah, that that's basically what it is. Which I think is insulting because you're erasing the two best movies in your franchise to make room for this, the worst film in this franchise. Yeah. <laughs> wow, what a trade. <laughs> 
<laughs> what a great trade. I mean, I guess it has to kind of insist that, like, the events of those movies happen. Maybe it's like some kind of alternate timeline. I don't understand. Yeah, but, like, it doesn't make sense as we go through the movie. Like, saying it in order and, like, trying to discuss it is actually going to be pretty conv- convoluted, which is, I think, one of the key critical complaints about this movie is that it's a convoluted mess yes. of a movie. And if I really you, want to emphasize that. If you want to know how much it really distorts how everything works, there's an excellent Red Letter Media video you can watch. Oh, yeah, Scientist Man Explains Terminator Genesis. Yeah, go watch that. That's a good one. I'm not going to sit here and try to explain the timeline to you because it's nonsense. Uh, we don't have to, but we can go into the basics of it. Sure. Which is Terminator 1 was about Kyle Reese coming back and saving Sarah Connor. That's simple. Yeah. You know, you got two years to remember. 84 and whatever future. Future 2017, who cares? Yeah, whatever. Future that is now our past. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Funny shit. Uh, so that gets, I guess, rewritten. We see uh, Kyle Reese, who is played by... Do I care about his name? Let's see. Go look it up. You can uh, tell me. What the fuck is this man's name? I have no idea who it is. Why? Uh, where is it? Who is he? There's too many names attached to this movie that I don't feel are actually as important as this character. Jai Courtney, who you may recognize, but I don't. And uh, he was (laughs) Kyle Reese. Uh, So, one thing that's interesting is we didn't get a whole lot of Kyle Reese throughout this franchise, I guess. We had some of them in Salvation, but he dies in one. So, I, I can kind of understand why they wanted him to be... I guess, sort of the main character of this movie. It's him and Sarah Connor, the main characters of this movie. I I think it's e- arguably more him. Yeah. Because he's the one who affects the plot more, I right. think. Yeah. Uh, so, he's sent back in time to defend Sarah Connor, and we see a lot of those events from the future, them discussing doing it, them discovering the time travel machine, and them finally taking out all the Terminators and all that shit, and, you know we got to stop them from doing it. They've sent back Arnold Terminator. We even see scenes that are uh, completely recreated from, from the Terminator yeah. 1. Uh-huh. And then, yeah, then Kyle Reese gets sent back, and you have that. But, but as but, he gets ooh. sent back, something different happens. Uh, Doctor Who comes out of the background and attacks John Connor. Yeah. I say Doctor Who because that's uh, what's-his-name who played Doctor Who that one time. Yeah. The one that isn't uh, David Tennant. The one, one who after. Is the other one. The one that happened after Matt David Smith. Tennant. Yeah, Matt Smith. That's it. He attacks John Connor, who is played by. Uh, I had his name. I wanted to mention him for some reason. Re- what reason? Please. Good question. <laughs> fucking. Uh. Jason Clark is that okay. guy's name. See, when I was watching this movie, I was racking my brain trying to think of why I recognized him. Uh, I recognize him because he's from Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. And also the most recent, uh, the very recent reboot of Pet Cemetery. He's the main guy in that. Oh. And I've seen a lot of trailers for that because that movie just had had a big advertising push for nothing. Yeah, because it's bad. I apparently it's very bad. I haven't seen it yet. I used to think the original Pet Cemetery was good. It's not. Go rewatch it's it. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do it, kids. Don't rewatch that movie. I love that book though. Um. So yeah, that's our John Connor. He gets attacked by. Robot Doctor Who, as Kyle Reese gets sent back. Obviously, something is wrong. Something is afoot. Kyle gets some memories sent at him. But they're not his memories. But they are. But they're not. 
Anyway, <laughs> so he gets sent to 84, and then a lot of these same events happen until they don't, until they change, until they're different. All of a sudden, Kyle's being attacked by a T-1000. This T-1000 is not really explained. Nope, she just got sent. <laughs> just, just, I guess, just also sent. So you're telling me the Skynet sent Terminator from Terminator 1, and then also sent T-1000, and then also sent other ones later on in the movie. But probably all at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. What the, the T-1000 really throws me because it's kind of just a throwaway yeah, one like, that doesn't need to be there and doesn't impact the plot in any way. What's so weird about it is, like... And I think they just wanted action scenes, basically. Yeah, because that shouldn't even... Thinking about it, at that point in time, should it even exist? I thought the whole idea was that they later got a more advanced model of it made... And then they sent that back to this that specific time to make to make it happen easier. Yeah, like wouldn't they have just made? Does, wouldn't they have just sent the T one thousand back then? T eight hundreds. Yeah. Like they just made the Arnie model. They shouldn't have the liquid metal version yet. That's not how that works. Right. That has to be a further advanced experimental type, right? But yeah. I don't know. Fuck it. It doesn't make any sense. Who cares? This whole thing's fucked up. Yeah, it is. So, the T-800 appears, our good old Arnie, kind of CGI'd down a little bit. Yes. In age. Yeah. He recreates that scene for Terminator 1, but ah, big twist. He gets killed. Old Arnold shows up. Yeah. And Sarah Connor, although we don't see that right away, snipes him. And he's like, I've been waiting for you. And he kills himself. But the old version of himself. Yeah. The young version? Yeah, the, be the younger version. version He's himself. the old version. Yeah. Uh, and then Kyle gets saved from the T-1000 by this crew. Sarah Connor and Pops, who is Arnold Schwarzenegger, Terminator. Yes. It's revealed to us, uh, but not soon enough, <laughs> because they keep it really vague for a long time, that a Terminator was another Terminator was sent back further in time to kill Sarah Connor. When she was a little kid. But also, another Terminator was sent back to defend her and keep her safe. By the way, whoever sent him back is unknown. And it's not revealed to us throughout the events of the movie, even though it's set up like a mystery that will be revealed to you, us. You assume that it would be John Connor. No, I don't, considering the events of this movie. And none of it makes any sense. Nope. Nope. I hate, I hate it. Nope. I hate it so much. <laughs> So much nope. So it's explained that he has aged this Terminator. Uh, not the metal parts inside of him, but the skin. Skin's aged. Because he's been present on this planet since for like 10 years or whatever. Yeah. So that can happen, I guess. Which is a good workaround for how old Arnold is. They'll yes. probably do it again in the Absolutely. next movie. Absolutely. <sighs> then we... Uh, we oh, go back to their base, I, I forgot, guess. Uh, so I didn't know anything about this movie going in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have a whole scene of the T-1000 happening, and like the, the police shows up to try to try to get Kyle Reese, and then the T-1000 shows up, and the police are like, what the fuck's that? And they get in this fight. And then good old Sarah Connor whips in with the, with the truck and hits the T-1000. <laughs> and at this moment, I was like, when she whips in, she's like, the truck starts bashing. She's like, all right, this truck is about to whip up, and the door's going to get kicked open. You should just say, come with me if you want to live. And then it happens. 
exactly as yeah, I say see, it. see, I knew going in that that happened because it was in all the trailers for this movie. Yeah, I had no idea. Yeah, that's weird. I thought you did know. I didn't realize you were predicting. No, I predict. I thought you just knew and you were joking. No, I pre- I had no idea. I predicted. I fucking popped off when I got it right. I was like, I knew it. Fuck this franchise. Yeah, that's fucking insane. It's so easy to predict. Well, you know they gotta say that shit. Well, I'm gonna say that. Gonna say, come with me. You wanna live? And I'll be back in every movie. They have to sigh. Uh. So you, you don't. Hey guys. Hey guys. Mm-hmm. You, you, you don't have to. You really don't. Hey, J- hey James? James. <laughs> Cameron? Yeah, James Cameron. I know you're going to listen to this podcast, so let oh, me... Oh, yeah, uh, do you? Yeah, I do. Okay. And then let me, uh, let me tell you something, I don't think anyone you know is going to so listen to this you podcast. you regain control of Terminator, right? Mm-hmm. And, and you're about to release this Dark Fate movie. You know, you're already done filming, and this, the script's been done for a while, and the movie's about to come out. I hey, understand. he didn't film it. He just produced man. Right. But like what I'm He's saying, too is busy like, making Avatar 2, Avatar 3, what, Avatar what, 4, whatever Avatar Whatever fucking film company thing he put together, we're going to license it to, whatever. That's all done. But please tell me that you, when it first started, you went up to me and you're like, hey guys, you don't have to include I'll be back or come with me if you want to live. You don't have to. You don't have to do it. That's not the biggest part of Terminator's just be, identity. I bet you $10 that they did. I don't have to take the bet because I know what's going to happen. <laughs> Yeah, that wouldn't be a smart I'm, I'm bet. Just, I'm just, yeah. I'm begging James Cameron for something that he's probably not in control of. <laughs> That's kind of the main problem. Like, as much as we joke about James Cameron, obviously he knew what the fuck he was doing for yeah. one and two. Oh, absolutely. He, and he, then no one else was, ever has. Well, because those are his movies. Yeah. Like, you think? Their ideas were good. All these other ideas are bad, trash, bad. Get them out of here. Throw them out. Maybe. Kick them to the curb. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Don't make another one. They are, though. Too late. This year. God damn it. Tune in to November episode where we'll just interrupt a series with a Terminator episode because we're going to have to. Gotta finish it. (laughs) Uh, uh, I'll talk about my impressions of that movie uh, at the end. I don't know if you've watched the trailer yet or not. I have not watched the trailer. I'm not going to. That's a good call. I don't watch movie trailers. That's a good call, actually. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I get too excited sometimes about how things. I didn't find, that's how I, I didn't Not that I was excited about shit. Terminator 6, but... The only time saying. I usually end up watching movie trailers is at the theater. Well, I think you'll eventually see it then. then. I'll, yeah, let's all go I see I bet some... you it's attached to, like, Spider-Man or something, just because it's a big movie coming yeah, out. Yeah, sure, I'm sure when I go see Spider-Man here, we'll, maybe, we'll see it. Maybe not yet. Maybe in a movie, like, later on in the year. Yeah. They'll attach it. So, anywho, uh, they save Kyle, except they don't, and then the Terminator's on him, and then the other Terminator's too, because the, the goop one gots, gets on the other one. Ooh, ooh, now they're both coming. But then they just kill him. Yeah. Because they were planning this, because they knew. Literally, they knew he That's was when we get the explanation for how they're there, and Sarah Connor, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, Sarah Connor's raised by this Terminator, so she got completely prepared for combat and mm-hmm. fighting these things. And they've devised all of this together, knowing what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Because the the pops had all of that data on him, and so he was able to tell her everything. Yes. So, Kyle Reese, the entire time, there's like, what the fuck is going on? He tries to attack Arnold, and Arnold knocks him out. Kind of like plops him into a truck, which was actually kind of funny. <laughs> Yeah, sure. We do not have time to talk or whatever he said. Yeah, well, not not, not that was funny. It was like him literally just 
just kind of like plopping them in the truck like a sack of meat. <laughs> it was really funny. But none of that matters. We, whatever. We get to the part where they're talking about time travel. Yeah. Nigga, they got a time machine in 1984 ooh. that Arnold made because he knows how. He's like, I made a makeshift one. And Sarah's plan is to go to 1997 when Judgment Day happens. And Kyle like, no, let's go to 2017. And she's like, why? And he's like, because I had memories that happened to me that aren't mine but are mine that said to do that. And she's like, no. And then he's like, please? (laughs) And then they do. (laughs) Oh, God. forgot to mention that uh, our Sarah Connor in this movie. Oh, yeah. This is played by uh, one Daenerys Targaryen. Mm hmm. <laughs> she sucks. Yeah, she's really bad. Amelia in this. Clark is really, really bad in this movie. Mm hmm. I don't hate her. I think she did a pretty good job on Game of Thrones. But usually when I see her in other stuff, not good. I don't know. And this is probably the worst I've ever seen her. She's really bad. Her character is just kind of annoying. Yeah, she plays Sarah Connor like a fucking bitchy teenager, kind of. Even though I, I don't know how old she's actually supposed to be. It's like, I, but it's, from what I can assume, like, looks like she's either in her, like, she's, like, probably in her early 20s. Yeah. From, like, the first Terminator. Yeah. Just seems like she's not, you know, she's clearly not a teenager anymore. She's not going to school. Right. But she she's living with her friend in an apartment, so, like, I would assume she's, like, in her 20s. Well, that's not happening in this movie, but yeah. But yeah, well, instead, she does all this, but it's the same time. Yeah, no, I so got you. So you assume it's the early, she's in her early 20s. Yeah. So, they so then they have this weird scene where Amelia Clark and Kyle Shreese... Kyle Trees? Uh, yeah, or they're just getting ready to time travel. And yeah, and they're just talking about blah, 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 blah. Oh, yeah, and uh, how she ends up agreeing with Kyle Reese to go to the year 2017 is he does some weird thing with her hand and says something. I forget what it is. It's, uh, it's that something important. that, like, only she knows, but yeah, he because... knows it because he has a weird fake memory. Yeah, and then Or, she's like, like, a real memory. And she's like, how you know that? And I'm He's like, like I that... remember it, but I didn't do it at what? <laughs> she's like what okay I guess we'll go 2017 cause I guess Arnold agrees with it too and then they do it but he's just gonna wait he takes the long way he just stands there for years yeah cause he, uh, apparently he can't go through the makeshift time machines because they fuck him up uh yes I guess so then he becomes age appropriate Arnold Schwarzenegger by the time they get to 2017 they get naked to go in the time machine they spawn naked in the middle of a freeway and promptly get arrested because of that. Yeah. And labeled as terrorists, naturally. <sighs> yes. Uh, so they are detained. Uh, and this is when we get a interesting... The only character I liked in this movie. J.K. Yeah, Simmons. J.K. Simmons, baby! J.K. Simmons shows up and he's like, I want pictures of Spider-Man! No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> he is a cop from... He's, one, he's the cop from 84 who interacted with them. And then, I guess, from then until now has been researching what the fuck happened. And he knows that pictures that he took of these individuals match the description of these individuals that just showed up now in 2017... And that's weird to him because they look exactly the same. So he's ahead of the game, whereas everybody else is like, ah, calm down, old man. You're stupid. Uh, but he knows what's going on. Yeah. 
Uh, so he's trying to get them, trying to get information out of them and trying to figure out what the hell's going on. While they're detained, they're, they're getting ready to break out. Uh, John Connor shows up. Oh, yeah, this is when the movie goes completely off the rails. It's already been a pretty bad time, but this is when it becomes the worst. The absolute worst. John Connor shows up, and they have a scene together, and it's all nice and stuff. And then Arnold shows up late to the to the place with a big old stuffed bear full of guns. Yeah. And Yeah. So they're all like, well, how'd you get here, John? He's like, I time traveled. Thanks. Thanks. It seems guys. suspicious to me, but they're all like, you know, I know all your memories. I'm not a Terminator, because uh, Sarah Connor asks him that. Like, you know, we won't know. Yeah. For sure. And he seems on the level. But then immediately, as soon as they go outside and meet Pops, he shoots the fuck out of John Connor. <laughs> and he lands, but then he gets up, and he's fine. And he's like, hey, hey, he's a Terminator. Yeah, I'm, I'm, Terminator. I'm me Terminator John Connor. He's the T-3000! I looked it up. That's the official... Uh, Jesus yeah. fucking Christ. Mm-hmm, Great. Mm-hmm, Great. Mm-hmm. I'm glad. Mm-hmm. He uses magnets? It's like little nano machines. Oh, okay, that's what it is. Or something like that. Nanites, you know. Whatever. Made Metal Gear Solid ass motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> nano machines. <laughs> uh, so he's kind of like an air terminator who like you just you just shoot him and then it just like reforms immediately. And yeah, John Connor's the bad guy now in this movie. And he assimilated with the evil Skynet man. Uh, Doctor Who, who was there for like five minutes in this movie. Yeah. Don't really know why they went out of their way to cast him when he's in the movie for literal seconds. Uh-huh. Uh, so he traveled back in time to stop them from stopping Skynet, which, uh, as we find out, Skynet is actually Genesis. Genesis is a vague computer program. They don't do a good Question job of explaining mark? what this is. No, they, they don't. It's, it's supposed to be something that like combines all aspects of social media together into one place. And I'm like, that kind of just sounds like how real life is right now. Like, like is 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 Skynet Alexa? It's not really, because Alexa <laughs> doesn't necessarily join your devices together. Yeah, but this, like, it's a way to access them. Like, you know what I mean? Even, like, Alexa's just a, a, a voice interface that you ask questions to it and answers it. <laughs> it felt like there was an AI component to the Skynet. There is. Yeah. But like, it's weird. It doesn't. It, it, I don't know why don't people would it. want it. I don't know what it is. They don't establish what it is. They start to have an anti-technology message to this, but then they just drop it immediately this, because this movie is a mess and drops and abandons plot lines while picking up new ones at the drop of a hat. Uh, it doesn't care about you, and you shouldn't care about it. Right. <laughs> So, a big, long chase scene happens with John Connor chase them. A lot. John Connor is Terminator. He's good at it. Chase them. School bus? Bridge? This happens eventually. I don't know. I I don't know what happens in between the parking garage and then they get to school bus. Chase scene? Chase scene. And then they, no, then they, they pull back up. At the uh... is there a chase scene and then another chase scene? Yeah. Okay. Well, no, because they they magnet John Connor. That's how they get away. Yeah, and then they. Get uh, that's his weakness is magnets. And as soon as you establish a clear weakness that they're going to defeat him using, I don't think he's that imposing or scary. Fuck John Connor Terminator. He sucks. Right. Just use magnets. 
How do they work? Miracles. Yeah. Okay. okay. The Juggalos were ahead of their time. All they, they had knew, to do was... They knew how to take out the Terminator magnets Dude, all, and miracles. All any of these people had to do in this movie was just listen to ICP. Yeah. And, and, they figured it and out. with the Juggalo face paint, you evade getting recognized by facial recognition technology. Therefore, the Terminators couldn't use it to terminate Juggalos. So really, I want to see that Terminator movie where it's a bunch of Juggalos fighting Terminators. Because clearly... <laughs> That is their key nemesis, is the Juggalos. <laughs> How do you terminate that which you can't locate? <laughs> God fucking damn it. <laughs> so big dumb bridge scene happens, big set piece, splody boom boom. It felt bus. like a Final Destination movie, how yeah. ridiculous and overblown Bus it was. almost falls off bridge, they get out of bus, bus They're goes, fine. Ooh. Arnold says things like, I'll be back. Or no, that's later. That's way later. See, it all blends together in a cacophony of actual shit. Yeah. Um, I don't care. They go, they go get ready to storm Skynet and take out this thing, and they're doing big old prep scene, and there's some exposition. It's nice that they decided to time ready. travel to the day that Judgment Day happens as opposed to, like, you know, give yourself a week, guys. Yeah. Like, come on, man. Why you gotta fuck it so bad? Because then the, t- the countdown starts happening. And oh, then the right. countdown starts shrinking because whatever. For whatever reason. It's advanced because uh something that John Connor bot did. Mm-hmm. Made it, it made it, it more Well, advanced. it's even more better Yeah. So now it's ticking down faster. I don't know what the fuck, how that makes sense, but whatever. So, what's their solution? Stop it. Blow it up. Yep. They're going to blow it up. So they're going to start doing that. Um... Arnie, I guess, in his spare time waiting, worked for the facility. Yes, so he knows how to get in and everything. There's a joke about him being fired or laid off because he's he's old, is the implication. Hilarious. It was supposed to be a joke about the construction industry. Oh, hilarious. Yeah, that's great. Great joke. (laughs) You get it? Because the construction industry is volatile. Hilarious. Yeah. mm -hmm. Mm Great, great. So they get there, they get to skin it, and they start getting ready to blow shit up. John Connor shows up and makes it hard again, and then they fight. Did they get arrested before this happened? Yeah. After the bus scene, they got arrested. Yeah. So. And they break out. Because I wanted to mention the worst part of this movie, which is when they play the bad boys theme. Oh, yeah, they get arrested after the bus scene, and it plays the bad boys theme, and it's horrible. And then they get in prison. What you gonna do? And then uh, J.K. Simmons shows up, and... uh, I guess bust them out of there. Yeah, and helps yeah. bust them out of there, and then they get on helicopters. There's a helicopter chase scene. Yeah, and then they yeah. Uh, oh, that was bad. And then they that was they, a bad uh, scene. they get away from John Connor, and then they storm Skynet. Mm-hmm. And then uh, while they're in there, John Connor shows up again, and then they fight John Connor again, and then <laughs> yeah. And then the entire time, there's Skynet's talking to them, and they don't care. Neither do we. And uh, did, did they fight John Connor like four separate times in this movie? Yeah, no, it was more than that. It was it like the whole movie. Like it was the whole times. movie. Yeah, basically, the whole movie was them either running away from or fighting John Connor. But like all the other stuff that happened in that movie, not important, not anything. I don't understand. Whatever happened to the T one thousand? I mean, it died. But besides I mean, that, who sent it? I know effectively all these Terminator movies, like one, two, and I guess this one are about like running away from a Terminator and like it constantly catching back up to you. Yeah. But like 
This one Oh, this one was actually boring. Like too much of it. I think the additional personality made it less interesting actually. Yeah. The fact that he was like a snide motherfucker was actually less interesting to me than if he was just like, you know, I'm here to kill you and that's it. Right. Like, that's actually more scary. Yeah. That he doesn't have any emotion. This one has emotion and like taunts them and is like, Why are you resisting? Just fucking join up. You can't do nothing. Is that's just way less interesting to me. That's yeah. just like every other movie ever. Fuck off. Bad. Right. right. Um whatever. So they defeat they defeat They defeat John Connor. Yeah. With but, magnets. While killing Arnie at the same time. With magnets. Yeah, but then they didn't. Yeah, th- that didn't make any no, fucking sense. No, it made sense. no fucking sense at all. Why would the giant up? super magnet kill the more advanced Terminator and then not Arnold? And then turn Arnold into a T-1000? Oh, yeah, that really made no sense. That was weird as shit. All of a sudden, he has T-1000 powers. He has, like, goop hands. I got upgraded. But, like, I, where? When? <laughs> and then... What happened in between? What? Oh, so what happened off camera? Huh? So they defeat a Skynet. Ooh. Yay, Yay. and now we get... Uh, Kyle has to uh, tell young Kyle the stuff so that he knows it because time paradox. The end. Look in your mirror, kid, and say, Skynet is Genesis every day so that I remember that even though I'm not you, even though I am. And then, because this movie is garbage. Yep, and then they then ends with monologue about how the future's not set. And uh-huh. then... And the movie, da 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 da. Oh, and then there's da, a post credits where Genesis is still alive. Yeah. Oh, Fuck whoops. Off. I didn't do it. So anyway, not to repeat myself, but this was supposed to be the first of a trilogy. <laughs> do you see a pattern forming what? yet? Do you see a pattern forming yet? And just to just to just be just because fuck it. Apparently, the new one, Dark Fate, is planned to be the first of a trilogy i see a pattern forming here and i don't like it just make one you gotta make one good one before you make three okay don't put the cart before the horse they you can't do. these film franchises always do though yeah they do but like god with this they track shouldn't. record they shouldn't with this track record where mm-hmm. we've had three bad ones in a row well i mean like progress like the quality is dipped every time yes yeah, i'll say that because sure. i i think God, Rise of the Machines 3 looks like a goddamn masterpiece compared to this one and Salvation. Well, yeah, because at least that movie has interesting themes. Like, like And then Salvation even looks like a masterpiece compared to this one, Genesis. Yeah, like, 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 <laughs> like Rise of the Machines has interesting themes. It's like, okay, where, where is John Connor's mindset now that he's convinced that Judgment Day has ended? And, and it's that he doesn't think it has, and then he's... He's, like, fucking all fucked up about it and just constantly running from shit. And that's more interesting than anything in the other two movies. There's, I have a new appreciation for three, kind of. Right, but, honestly. like, that movie still sucks, too. I mean, <laughs> yes, compared to Terminator 2, which yeah. doesn't suck compared to Terminator 1. I think that's one of the major problems this franchise had is 2 was better than 1. And then you can't ever be better than 2. No, you can't, it should have ended. It can't climb. It can only go downhill. Right, one of the meaning best, it should have ended. One of the best like '80s movies. Yeah, maybe the best movie to come out in the '80s. Oh no, Terminator Two is '90s. Oh '90s, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably the best movie to come out in the '90s. I one think of so. the best. '90s are a weird time for film. Yeah, that's kind of maybe why, yeah. but it's still but, significant. But, but Terminator Two happened. It's very significant and very important in film history, I would say. Um, particularly action movies, yeah, very and big important set piece, movie. big heavy yeah. movies. Uh, maybe for better or worse, but that's how it always goes. James you Cameron know. had a big hand in shaping the way action. We've talked work. about the Matrix before and how that was like really important 
in a good way and a bad way at the same time. Yeah, because that, that, that rounded off the 90s and, like, kind of trans- once again transformed the way action movies worked in the 2000s. Yeah. With the way it worked. So, like, you've, like, you know, it's very interesting the way that all of these movies kind of had a hand in it. And you see kind of the culmination of all of them now in modern action movies. Yes. For better or for worse. Most, most of the time for worse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just like how we're going to see and, like, we're seeing now how the Marvel movies are shaping the way action movies are. Yeah. Where they have to turn into these big cinematic universes. Right. And I, there has to be a lot of studio pressure and a lot of overhead pressure to make these movies as big and fucking blown out as possible. Well, none of them, but none of them take the careful time that no. Marvel did. No. And then none of them take the good creative direction that James Cameron did with the first two Terminator movies either. Right. Mm. It's just, it's just all all a fucking mess. Speaking of which, I got some fun quotes here. Yeah, hit me up. You want to know what James Cameron thought of Terminator Genesis? There are yeah. videos online you could watch of this, because there was uh, one of the trailers for it, uh, a sort of trailers for it. Hi, Smudge. Cats down here was uh, just James Cameron saying how much he liked it so that people would go see it, because they're like, oh, well, if the guy who made the good one liked it, maybe it's good. The quote is, Cameron said... He felt the franchise has been reinvigorated. Two years later in 2017, Cameron admitted he had only supported Terminator Genesis because he was friends with Arnold Schwarzenegger who was in it. (laughs) Damn. (laughs) Like, damn. So that means I can't take you for your word, James. So why should I believe you ever if you can just drop your opinion like that? Oh, man. But also, the director of this movie is one Alan Taylor, who you may recognize as the director of the hit Marvel film Thor the Dark World. Oh, good. The worst Uh, one. Yep. Commonly referred to as the worst Marvel movie. (laughs) Well, Marvel MCU. Um, He kind of rose to fame by directing stuff for HBO. He has a lot of episodes of Sopranos, a lot of episodes of Deadwood, and and also lots of episodes of Game of Thrones under his belt. Um, so he worked with Amelia Clark before, and, uh, Amelia Clark was asked about things, and, uh, asked about Alan Taylor later on. Uh, reportedly, Amelia Clark was, uh, relieved that there wouldn't be sequels. Apparently she had a bad time. She said about Alan Taylor, quote, He was eaten and chewed up on Terminator. He was not the director I remembered. He didn't have a good time. No one had a good time. <laughs> Damn. Sounds like a fun movie to make, huh? Yay, movie! <laughs> like, looks like the last season of Game of Thrones, like, last season of Game of Thrones was complete shit, but at least it looked like the cast had fun. They acted well. Yeah. She acted well, despite having one of the worst character assassinations I've ever seen she in anything She did some of ever. her best acting in the whole series. Yeah, season. yeah, I, I will admit that. But, like, she was given a bad script, so mm-hmm. what are you going to do? <sighs> fuck Game of Thrones. Jesus yeah. Christ. And fuck Terminator. <laughs> yeah, fuck it, to, fuck it to hell. Glad we're done talking about it, at least for now. One thing we didn't mention that uh, I don't really have an opinion on because I've never watched any of it, Terminator the Sarah Connor Chronicles was a show... That happened, uh, I think, 2006, 2007, Something around like there. That, yeah. uh, before Terminator Salvation came along and fucked the franchise up a bit. 
some people really like that show. It only had two seasons and Fox canceled it. But, like, I guess it was supposed to be okay. From what I can tell, it doesn't look like anything that would really interest me. Uh, you got, like, Lena Headley as Sarah Connor. That's cool. Yeah. Kind of weird that two people from Game of Thrones have both played Sarah Connor. Uh, who's the next one going to be? The girl who played uh, Marjorie. Oh, yeah, Sophie Turner. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. You know, so that and, and I guess uh, there's, like, a weird hot girl Terminator in that one and that people like that actress a lot. Summer Glau. No. I don't know how to say her name. But just, it, it doesn't really seem to have a whole lot that interests me. And none of these movies really did pass two. No. Not at all. So, I guess if we were to rank these movies, it's pretty easy to do, right? I would personally do two, one, and then it just goes three, down four, five. Yeah, it's like pretty obvious. easy, right? It's obvious. Yeah, there's there's no nuance to it. We'll see where Dark Fate gets slated in. I've watched the trailer. You I'm have gonna, not. I'm gonna guess probably right under three. That's a good bet. Um, I hope it's better than four and five at least. Um. I don't have a whole lot of faith in it. The trailer no. didn't instill a lot of confidence in me. I'll say that. I didn't watch the trailer. I'm not going to. Uh, one thing I will say, don't read the comments. Because uh, people are assholes. Oh, good. Uh, this movie has a decidedly uh, female cast. So, obviously, the internet oh, loves that. Great. Um, there's a very uh, there's a new Terminator woman in it who is very muscly. And has short hair so people were uh crying about lesbians ruining their movies oh, in the comments God. uh fuck those people go down to fire let the movie be bad on its on its own merits because it will be you don't so, have to make it bad by default so it seems like the ghostbuster situation like yeah let that movie be bad all on its own you don't have to make up reasons you, you didn't have to do anything <laughs> that movie was bad just by itself yeah all right I'm done talking about Terminator. That's fine. Uh, we'll well, we're not. In November, when that movie comes out, we'll slot it in. Yeah, well, at least for now, we're done talking. But about for Terminator. now, we're done, and it's time to move on. Get that wheel. Go grab that fucking oh, wheel. Oh shit! It's time to spin the wheel. Put in the song. We have to do that again. We have to do that every time. Yeah, we'll do that. Right. We're gonna put it right. Ready? Right here. It's gonna go right here. It's, it's playing right now. Wait, where? Right here. Where? It's playing right now. What are you pointing it's at? It's playing right now. Where? The, the song's playing right now. Go get the wheel. Where is it? It's playing now. Go get the wheel. It's not that long, Denhart. Go get the fucking wheel. It's playing right now. Why don't we go? It's playing right now. You can take your Alright, so uh, you spun the wheel last time, so I think I'll give it a go this time. Yes, go uh, ahead and do it. Let, let's just uh, get give a... Get a little a... close to your mic. Get a little close to your mic so people can hear the wheel spinning. Yeah, I gotcha, but I'm going to give a review as to what is actually on the yeah, wheel. That's a, that's a good point. Um, that's a good point. Uh, I've written things... On, I had to, we had to rewrite what was on the wheel because we've used it for other things since then. Yes. Uh, and I've wrote uh, nonsense on here a little bit. Uh, we got Indy, which clearly means Indiana Jones. Yes. Roboman, which uh, I kept based on what you wrote before. Yes. That was Robocop, which replaced Terminator on the wheel after we uh, removed it after rolling it last time. Right. Spinning it, whatever. Uh, I wrote Brendan Fraser, 
That means the Mummy movies. That's yes. uh, the Mummy, the Mummy Returns, and the Mummy Tomb of the Dragon Emperor. Can't wait for that one. Great. Uh, I wrote Batman with a lot of ends. I think that's just going to be every movie that Batman stars in. Yes. Um, which will include Let's... the Burton era, and then the pre the sequels to the, the Schumacher you era. Sixties Batman. Sixties Batman. I'd say Lego Batman. I would say obviously the Christopher Nolan. Christian Bale era. Yes. And then, unfortunately, the Zack Snyder era. The, the what? BVS and Justice League, and yeah, that's it. Those not two, Suicide yeah. Squad. He's not starring in that no. movie. Uh, Thursday the 14th. I mean, I meant Friday the 13th, but it's really easy to get those confused. Uh, Psycho, because I didn't have a good joke for Psycho. I just wrote Psycho. Um, Dick Hard, which is Die Hard. Uh, That's how Mafia works. That's the Godfather. Sorry for writing that. Um, uh, Resident Evil, a.k.a. Jusby Quits. Yeah, that's that's my quitting space. Uh, (laughs) For Jurassic Park, I wrote, Bingo! Dino DNA! (laughs) So, uh... I'm going to put this on RoboMan. All right. Because that's close to what we just watched. And give it a spin. This is kind of rubbing close. It, it'll rub close. It's fine. Just spin it. It's All just right. paper. This is our fate. Dark fate, as you would say. <laughs> Here we go. Oh, God. I'm nervous. Uh... Dino DNA! Watching Jurassic Park next slides. I'm excited and also concerned. I don't want to watch any of them except one. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Alright, so I guess just to clarify, that's Jurassic Park. That's Jurassic Park, whatever the second one's called. Um, Lost World? Something like that. And then uh and then three, which is actually called three. Yes. And then world and then world. Fallen Kingdom. Yeah, I had to. I had to really think what the bad subtitle. No, those short one just five movies. Yeah, that's fine. That's good. That's good. Hopefully, it's actually five episodes, and we don't need to make a double episode ever again because it's pain. Yeah, it is pain. <laughs> this sucked. Uh, and then we'll revisit Terminator later on in uh the November months whenever they come out with that. Uh, assuredly not good. Uh. <laughs> I don't want to be that pessimistic about it, but, like, I have no other option after right. 4 and 5. There's just no way. Yeah. There's no way it's going to be good. All right, so we got to get rid of Jurassic Park. we got to erase yeah, it. Yeah, so what... Uh, where's, get, the, where's the marker I gave you? I got it. All right, so erase Jurassic Park, and what do we put to replace it on the wheel? Uh, we need to come up with something that I guess is sort of similar. Back to the Future. I think I'm down with that. That's only three movies, so that'll be, yeah. like, an easier one if we land on it. Uh... Similar whimsical movie, yeah. except that not really at all. Yeah, yeah. But I'll put way. it on there. Yeah, put, put it on there. there. All right, cool. That's an episode. Join us next week when we watch a good movie for once. Ah!